how do we, Chatable, raise awareness that there is a solution that is dead easy to try, that is, you know, discreet to try as well. You know, you're just wearing your hearing aids and uh, or your headphones rather, and you just press an app and suddenly you can hear a bit better in the pub or whatever. Just before we get started, I want to give a quick thank you to today's sponsor, Caption Concierge, the captioning service with a human connection. The reliability, speed, and personalized touch are just some of the reasons why I use them for the Hear Me Out podcast. Visit them at livecaptioning.com.au for your next live event and video. Well, welcome to the Hear Me Out podcast. Thank you for tuning in to episode 18 of the show. Today, we're joined by the founder and CEO of Tattle Labs, Giles Tang. Welcome to the show, Giles. Thanks for Hi, Mark. Us. Thanks for having me along. Great to be here. Um, for those who haven't heard of what Tattle Labs is before, um, can you just give maybe a two to three sentence explanation of what Tattle Labs is, what do you guys aim to do, and um, what's your system? Sure. So Chatable is available on the iPhone App Store and the Google Play Store. Um, Chatable uses auditory neuroscience-led artificial intelligence to help people focus and hear conversation. Um, To put it another way, sound goes in complex and comes out simple. And what that means is you've got a clear and loud voice uh, coming to you without any background noise, so it's really easy to attend and focus a conversation. Uh, we're using this app to address the global hearing epidemic. Uh, we know the 466 million people in the world uh, with hearing loss, many of whom can't access or afford uh, hearing technology. And we also hope to support those who uh, do have hearing technology, particularly in noisy places. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I think what I've realized after doing this podcast for about 12 months is that audiologists and hearing aids are really not going to solve as as controversial as this is audiologists and hearing aids are really not going to solve the systemic systemic issue of hearing loss because the logistics of it and the price of it even in a country like mine in australia or yours in the in the uk a lot of people are still going without hearing amplification or hearing health and we have the best audiology systems in the world and let alone everyone else who can't even receive hearing healthcare. Sure. So we, we, we think about, um, you know, the world health organization numbers talk about hundred million in, in India, uh, who have hearing loss. We've seen numbers recently where it's as much as 26% of the population have hearing loss, which is more like 350 million people. Um, our app works on an everyday smartphone. It works on a hundred dollar smartphone, which means it's um, probably about as accessible and affordable as you can get. Um, it's infinitely scalable, uh, and really, we're, we're on a mission now to try and get this into the ears of people who really need their help. Mm. Yeah, it's really inter- interesting to see India and China now. To- the numbers of smartphones are just going through the roof. And it's going to be really interesting to see how apps like yours, Chatable, and apps like SoundScouts can really increase hearing healthcare um, access around the world and really bridge that gap so that we are able to identify um, children with hearing issues earlier, as well as treat and give them more options with the devices and options they already have with them. 
Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's that's kind of where we're starting. But of course, we're also looking in our in our own uh, country and uh, others like it, US, Australia and so on, to see if we can uh, help people's um, ability to listen, uh, particularly in noisy places. Yeah. So give us a bit more of an understanding of how the app works. Sure. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> from from a very practical sense, the app has two sliders on it, one which turns up volume and the other one turns down noise. Um, the app can be paired with any listening device, uh, Bluetooth or wired. Um, so it works with many hearing aids. It works with uh, AirPods we like. I'm currently wearing some Bose 20s, which are wired and noise cancelling. We like noise cancelling because that also removes any environmental sounds as well. And then it gives you back that, clarity of of voice without the background noise on it and that that helps you know many people with with the hearing loss and we've tested all through uh, you know severe profound uh, people with cochlear implants people with hearing aids all, all the way through to uh, moderate mild um, and we're also interested in brain mediated uh, situations where someone's having difficulty focus or controlling the environmental sounds around them um, APD, autism, and so on. Early days on, on that front, but for those people we have been able to test the app with, uh, it's definitely helping with focus and, and reducing the complex sound environments that they find themselves in. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how teachers and students start to integrate your app into the classroom, whether the teachers having the phone up the front and the students have the hearing aids in, um, reducing the need for like a Roger device, which is quite expensive, um, or whether they're just using AirPods or something like that. So they, they're able to get direct connection to the teacher and increase the signal to noise ratio. Totally. Yeah. So leave the phone at the front, headphones at the back of the class and you can hear absolutely fine. Um, yeah, we're very excited about that prospect as well. Um, what was the motivation behind starting Chattel Labs? I know um, you and your co-founder, as well as the guy who developed the software, um, are really um, adamant about increasing curing health. But what, what was the story behind that? Well, sure. So the, the, our story really starts with with Andy, Dr. Andrew Simpson. He's um, an ex-gamer, uh, coder in the games industry and then um, spent most of his career in research in the fields of auditory neuroscience and artificial intelligence. Um, and he's published widely in those two fields, but what he found was that they were playing off each other, um, and eventually he realized that he could create um, a solution using auditory neuroscience and implement it using AI uh, and get it to work on a smart device. So. Um, creating this accessible, affordable solution. So essentially what he's done is reverse engineered how the brain listens to conversation and mm. then recreated that healthy cortex, uh, auditory cortex, by using AI and sticking it on a smartphone. What, what he didn't have was the ability to, to build a mobile app. So then when it came to coming out of academia and uh, he spent some time building this out in the, in the kind of uh, in the bedroom <laughs> lab kind of situation, um, he then met with um, or found luckily a bunch of guys who just uh, exited uh, their company Soundwave to Spotify. And together they built the company, which is now Chattable Apps. Um, they, they were funded by Mark Cuban in the last business. And Mark Cuban was uh, happy to jump in on this um, AI hearing solution that was, that was coming up. Uh, and then they spent the next two years building 
the tech into a mobile app first onto a, a Google Pixel. Mm. Uh, and then I joined. So I joined last summer. And um, at that point, uh, we had the basis of an app in our hands, um, but we had the opportunity to go in a lot of different directions, not just hearing uh, care, but lots of other, you know, you can think of the you know, conference videos and so on. Um, I won't say the smart thing that's in the corner of the room because I'll spark it off, but that speaker. So there's a lot of different directions we could go on. And, but whilst we were doing that, I took the app out into the field, basically, and I scratched around for friends, family, um, started making contact with audiologists uh, and just took the app to people. Um, sticking in a Costa coffee shop and saying, can you put this headphone on? Can you hear me? Which I now get a slap in the face for when I say that. I've learned that lesson. Can you hear me now? Um, <laughs> but we'd be sitting in a coffee shop and somebody, you know, it'd be somebody who struggles with conversation and noise, you know, put these headphones on. How's that? Oh my God, that's amazing. And we kept having this experience time and time again with all sorts of different, different people. Um, one lady came and saw us. We were at a, a cochlear implant a meetup group, a kind of support group, and we were talking about the app. And some of the people used the app uh, with their CI sound processor for clarity of noise and a uh, clarity of voice and reduced noise, and that was amazing. One lady was in tears. Um, another lady who hadn't yet got her CI was now really in a thought process of uh, do, do I go through this and so on, which wasn't really great for us. We didn't want to put her or us in that situation, yeah. but, but that happened. Um, and then we've just spent time, you know, we spent a lot of time um, testing down at uh, Hearing Dogs and Hearing Link, which is a big um, charity here in the UK, um, sitting in audiology clinics, pumping in fake background noise and seeing how people get on, testing yeah. with hearing aids and, you know, so lots of different um, situations. But that basically... You know, whilst sitting there in the in the ivory tower of um, you know research and planning, and you're thinking about who these big companies are that we might go and see and try and talk to about our on-device tech, which is kind of novel and, and you know unique in the world. And in the meantime, we've got people with tears in their eyes. You're thinking, well, there's only one direction we can go here. We can go and change a whole bunch of lives. That other stuff is still there in the background, but let's go and change a million lives in the meantime, or more than that you know so that's the route that we've we've gone down um yeah. and you know when when we think of you know the ones and twos of people that we can physically meet with and now we've managed to get the the iphone app working and that's in the app store and now we're into the thousands of downloads and people around the world are, are using this thing now it starts to feel like we're totally mission focused. You know, we, mm. we really are going to change and improve a lot of lives, I think, here. Um, how we get there is kind of where we're up to now. Yeah, one thing I really like about software developers and software solutions is that you're always able to continually innovate and continually tweak and develop the app in a way that... Um, suits the trajectory of what your clients need totally. especially with hardware solutions i know you've worked in the tech space with hardware solutions before um yeah. it costs a lot of money to yeah. re reinvent the wheel but with the totally. software solution being able to leverage different people's hardware and being able to integrate it so that people across the board can access it it's really amazing 
I sat with a senior senior engineer at uh, Qualcomm, funny enough, we were just talking about them. And he explained it to me, like when you're developing a hardware um, solution, every engineering decision is another step along that journey. And you can't really come back from that. It's time and money to come back. So you keep going. Whereas, you know, software, you're, you're very much more nimble. You can keep innovating, keep changing. Um, last week, for example, two people got in touch with us who are um, deafblind. And they said, can you improve the, the, the usage of this for, for people? And we managed to use the Apple uh, voiceover function, which is an ability to you know, touch the screen and it reads out to you what's going on in the screen. And um, it was kind of working before, but they, you know, we've worked together. We just talked, you know, how is it working now? Is that working? In fact, literally last night, I was exchanging with, with one of the guys who was saying that the, the, the controller, I still, you know, I'm turning this volume up at 5% increments. <laughs> That's quite slow work for me. I want to be able to do that quicker. And it's, it's a bit fumbly getting around. It's a bit so, finicky. You know, it's not really working very well. Right. So we constantly innovating, you know, and within seconds, I've sent a note to our IRS engineer. We're all, you know, live working out of our bedrooms and stuff at the moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got, yeah, I'll go, I'll have a look at that. In fact, I already did something on that. Check it out. Oh wow, okay. So you know, we're able to iterate at that kind of speed, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, I was watching a keynote by Lisa Sue, the head of AMD, um, the CEO of AMD, and she was saying that they have to be four years ahead of what they're releasing at the moment. They're producing the silicon and the chipsets for their, for their, my brain's gone today, <laughs> for their CPUs four years before they can even release it. And it's like, sure. you just have to predict, 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 because... It, costs, it takes it takes forever to, to build these. My last project, as you mentioned, that was Nerve, which is a wearable tech running product. And, uh, you know, we had to develop a lot of the stuff from the ground up. Three years to, 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 to develop a lot of that. And that's from, you know, concept to endless prototyping. And maybe you get to a point where, well, we're not going to do it this way. So we're going to have to try another way. You know, it's it's a heck of a thing. And, and you know, you want to ship something, you want to get something out the door in, in, in the physical sense, you want to get it on a shelf somewhere. Um, wearable tech has, a, has the added complexity of being hardware and software. So you need the hardware thing and then the software thing and then get it all to work to, together and then you're into iteration. So it, it, they're long, long, long journeys. Whereas in software, as you said, you just, you know, you get it, you launch it and then you fix it quickly. Yeah. Do you think the growth of the adoption of Chatable would have been so quick if COVID hadn't have hit? I think um, a lot of audiologists are a lot more open-minded and a lot more kind of forgiving to systems which aren't what they assume is 100% and fully refined at the moment just because there aren't many options and they're looking at helping their clients They're help looking at really just bridging that gap between yeah. um, not having a hearing aid and not being able to come into the clinic and um, just giving them solution, which works. Yeah. So COVID changed everything for everyone. I think one minute we were talking to a variety of audiologists about investment and so on. And the next minute their business is up in the air and well, maybe we're not going to invest today. Come back once we know what the future mm. looks like. I mean, for me personally, I got COVID. So I was wiped out for about 40 days. Oh, so that was fun. Um, uh, as far as the apps concerned, uh, you know, some things 
weren't helpful you know speech and noise no one's going into a restaurant or pub so that's kind of on hold but on the other hand we found people using it to um, get around the face mask issue so people were holding up the app you know i tried this in the pharmacy when i went down to get my meds you know the pharmacist got his his mask on maybe there's a screen there as well and you're standing two meters back what chance have you got so with chatable you just hold out chatable and suddenly you've got that that conversation back to you so um some unusual unexpected upsides of, of chatable but i think the one that's really um uh you know not not really happened for us yet is conversations with with audiologists uh, ents and other hearing care professionals um trying to introduce us into the clinic because you know a lot of them maybe up until now maybe it's just changing now but until very very recently uh really haven't been of a mindset to say i've got to uh, you know start thinking about new ways i'm going to work now that we're getting over the sort of um, lockdown certainly in the uk i know australia have been far more efficient and well done uh, New well, Zealand. Um, <laughs> on that note melbourne has just gone back into lockdown well almost excellent lockdown's a great idea <laughs> well we've we've kind of gone we've kind of uh, uncorked it completely here so I, I you know we maybe we'll be with melbourne again soon i don't know but you know the 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 um the change that's come about through COVID, I think, has given everyone five seconds to really think about their businesses and what they're doing. And we're starting to realize that with all the different changes that are happening in audiology, um, it could be that Chatable becomes an enabler of more services and different types of services. So um, those are the kind of conversations we're having now. One is how could Chatterwood be useful in your clinic already with the things you're already doing yes. and maybe with the clients who didn't go forward this time. So there's a whole conversation about the here and now, but then there's a conversation about in the future, you're going to try and add some more services and Chatable may be something that, that could play a role in that, increasing your you know services around uh, kids or uh, people with different types of listening issues, brain-mediated stuff. So we're, we're into a lot of conversations now, um, and we're just trying to find find our way through all of that together with audiologists and us. Hey, podcast listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. It means the absolute world to me. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to today's sponsor, Caption Concierge the captioning service with human connection. They are committed to increasing accessibility for deaf and hard of hearing individuals through live captions and video subtitles. And their amazing customer service, accuracy and speed of delivery set them apart from the competition and are just some of the reasons why I chose them for this podcast. Head over to livecaptioning.com.au for your next live event and video. Yeah, an interesting statistic is that 95% of adults with hearing loss is most likely a sensory, sensory neural hearing loss. Mm, um, right. But there is still that 5% that may not be, maybe a conductive loss. And so I guess so at the moment, that, yeah, sorry I guess that. at the moment, there isn't really many solutions for those people with the conductive loss. And most audiologists don't want to fit people with conductive loss because they assume that um, with surgery or with intervention, that can be reduced. But what do we do in that gap between when they have a hearing loss and when it's cured? Especially mm -hmm. with people with uh, kids with middle ear fusion, 
or Middle Eastern mythologies, it can be really hard to concentrate and really hard to really engage with what you're doing with the teacher. And I think more solutions, more cheap and more affordable solutions like Chatable or Hearables with New Hero or with what Apple are right, doing right now need to really come out in order to bridge that gap for those people who have hearing loss but don't necessarily need a hearing at the moment. Sure. So on, on the conductive side, we've had a number of situations where um, typically what we do is turn up at an audiology clinic and see whoever's there that day, you know, just spend some time sitting in the corner and, you know, sit there with different types of headphones and just try different things. And we've had a number of people with conductive issues, uh, either using buds or bone conducting headphones, which sounds more logical, I think, but either. Um, have worked and uh, yeah some some really interesting moments where somebody hasn't heard a conversation with their husband in 10 years you know this kind of stuff and I'm sure all audiologists have had those kind of tears in the eyes moments but um, you know being fairly new to it it's quite a remarkable thing when that happens you, you kind of forget that a conversation is is kind of the, the the greatest connection that you can have with someone it's a kind of a neural brain connection so uh, to regain that is an incredibly powerful thing one guy in australian actually wrote to us um, that reminded me he, he wrote to us and said guys i wonder if you can help me i lost my happiness when i lost my hearing mm. i was like mm. <laughs> you know <laughs> like we'll definitely try <laughs> like wow that's you know those kind of moments stick in stick in your mind yeah because it isn't just what we normally assume like oh we can't listen to music anymore we can't hear things around us it's about that connection and about especially with everyone now on zoom if if you don't have the option of using like a transcription service or subtitles or things like that. It can be really, really hard for people to connect and to understand um, voices over this terrible medium. <laughs> yes. and, and when there's distortion and then when, when there's lag and when there's all sorts of stuff, it's just, it's hard for us people with normal hearing, let alone those with the hearing loss. Totally. Totally. So I'd be someone who has tested normal hearing, tested normal hearing for speech and noise. Um, and I can't hear a thing in a, in a pub or a restaurant. I really, really, really struggle. And most of the time I'm the guy going, oh, yeah, 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 I'll agree to do that really stupid thing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so for me, I, you know, last night I watched um, for the first time. I'm going to clip that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in months, I watched a game of uh, football on the TV. The Premier League was on. And, of course, there's no crowd in the, in the stadium. And they piped in a tiny bit of background crowd. But the fascinating thing for me is I could hear the commentary completely fine, which, which shows you the difference it kind of makes. Even the, the background noise in a football stadium, you realize that, firstly, the commentators are talking nonsense, but you can actually hear what they're saying. And, and one, one user wrote to us um, a number of weeks ago saying, I've just started using the app um, Chatable to, to watch TV. And so I, I've tried that as well. And um, if you picture the scene, I'm sitting there, with, it sounds like I watch TV all the time. I don't, this was for a nanosecond. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to watch this particular show on TV. My wife's doing the whole COVID thing of doing a Zoom call with 10 of her best friends in the next room. And they're all shouting over each other to, to be heard. And I can't hear what's going on. So um, I was watching the uh, that action film on Netflix, um, Altered Carbon. 
so I've put the the phone next to the speaker on the TV. Yeah, I've turned down the background noise and I've got my AirPods on, so I'm on the other side of the room, and it has the effect of removing all the other sounds from the show. And it sounds like you've got a bunch of actors sort of in rehearsal just talking to each other. It's really weird. <laughs> but for somebody who's got hearing loss and this is their everyday situation, you know, and normally the solution is, hey, let's turn everything up to, to, to kill, you know. <laughs> Perhaps try Chatable, turn down the background noise a little bit and see if it helps. And then stream it straight to your hearing aid or to your AirPods or whatever you're using. Um, I'm really interested in how really that helpful. works with, listen through on the airpods so if mm. you turn up the volume of your tv but you stream it through chatable and you allow a listen through to pass through the background noise through your airpods so that you're able to control the background noise to the level you want and still mm-hmm. get the music through without having all the music drained down yeah that would be interesting wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I guess a lot of people at the moment, well, that's the major argument why people come into the clinic anyway, because their wives are complaining that the TV is too loud and they're having arguments that it's too loud and nobody can function in the house. And if we're just able to get that clarity back and we're able to get that, uh, that speech back into the ears and back into the brains, that will be really the first step in helping people because yeah, most people are coming to the clinic because their wife is complaining the TV is too loud. So TV on normal level, chatable in front of it, background noise down. Listen, maybe it works for you. I suspect it will. <laughs> um, one thing which is, I've been thinking about is one of the benefits with hearing aids is the ability to amplify background noise. So they're able to get spatial cues and also able to get, so if a car's driving past, you know, the car's driving past and things like that. Um, Do you envision in the next few years, you will be going into maybe a hardware solution or something like that so that you're, able to get a 14 to 16 to 20 hour um, solution so that people are able to um, easily maneuver their lives? Sure. So um, I'll, I'll say two, two things on that, which, which may help you with an answer. Firstly, is our tech is incredibly computationally efficient. And by that, I mean, it works on a really small processor. Mm. The second thing I'll say is we have to be laser focused right now on getting this app popularized and in use. Um, We are a startup. We've got a very ambitious mission. Uh, We can improve millions and millions of life. Uh, It could be that there's 2 billion people in the world who struggle to hear in uh, in background noise. 2 billion. I mean, that's our opportunity. But if we start dreaming about this sort of stuff, and remember, I've just done a three, four-year hardware project so i know what that looks like i know what it costs and all the rest of it we have a gift in our hand which is an app that works on everybody's smartphone it can work with hearing aids it can work with airpods it can work with whatever came in the box with with your with your phone that's our opportunity right now let's focus on this today that's awesome um what 
yeah, I think it's important to be laser focused, especially when you're starting out to be able to really just help the people who can help figure out what works, figure out how to scale this, this solution, how to penetrate the market so that people are getting a better solution than what's currently available. And then we can look at other solutions down the track. That's awesome. Um, for audiologists out there, mm. what do you, how do you imagine Chatable fitting into their workflow and how do you imagine um, they can help their clients, maybe those who are stepping away, maybe those who have hearing aids but are still really struggling in background noise. How do you envision them using um, Chatable or other software solutions to help their clients and for those, especially for those who are scared that it's going to be taking away from the bottom line, um, mm-hmm. what do you say to that? I would say don't don't be scared. Don't be scared. Jump into the water. It's nice and warm. Um, we have a, a technology that works with whatever it is you're already doing. So uh, let's think about this. A, 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 an inquiry comes in however it comes in, and then you have a very variety of different actions that you might take the uh the prospect might walk away at that point you know um do you know what I've, for whatever reason not interested you could follow up with chatable in that situation well let's stay in touch use chatable and then you know let's continue the dialogue and see how we're going so that's one solution um and there's probably databases lying around with thousands of names on them that you know this could this could be a message for them hey we're using this this um app now it's really good try that and then come in for an assessment if you think it's helping. Mm. Um, for people who do come in for uh, hearing aids, um, they do the test, they, you know, whatever the process is, do they take a hearing aid? Yes. Are you still struggling with uh, noisy places? Okay, well, let's see if Chatable can work with your particular hearing aid. Um, or if they walk away and say, you know, I'm, I'm just not ready for a hearing aid, price, comfort, whatever it is. Um, then maybe Chatable's a solution for them. So did you take a hearing aid? Yes or no. There's, you know, Chatable there. Um, is somebody, someone who typically would benefit from something like a remote mic? Well, mm. Chatable is a great solution there because it's on the smartphone you've already got. Um, it's affordable um, and it works really well for noisy places. So uh, for all of these different conversation and noise um, plus hearing aid, I think Chatable has a strong role to play there. And then um, we might talk about some of the newer services that uh, an audiologist might might get into if they aren't already, um, you know, the brain mediated side of things or when the, the kids mm. coming in uh, with difficulties hearing. So um, there's there's a way of introducing Chatable that way. And then it becomes a service offering for the audiologist you know uh, we're going to look after you we'll we'll see you and check up and make sure you're okay maybe we'll sell you some headphones and go and download this app yeah but with all of that um you know my my role as ceo is to get people to use the app um and, and to pay for the app subscribe to the app and there's a number of ways i can do this um but, but what i would like to do and i'm trying to set up this partner program right now and just figuring out how to do it is to pay the audiologist if somebody goes on to use the the app and subscribe so in that situation if the audiologist sends this email out to their their mailing list and people start to use it i'll give them a special link which they send out and then we can track 
back to the clinic and say, yeah, that person has now subscribed. You're the guys who did this. So now I'm going to pay you for that, that recommendation and referral. So setting up the affiliate program for exactly. um, audiologists so that they are able to profit off, but they're also able to follow up and provide value to their customers so that they're able to build that instant rapport and give them help where they're at. Totally, totally. So I don't want to get in the way at all of, of ordinary practice. What I, what I would like to see is Chatterball being introduced um, maybe as the punchline to whatever was already happening. Or if it's a new situation, then it's you know a whole new storyline. But it comes it comes at the end of that, you know. So you've got your hearing aids, you're all set up, you've gone, and you've come back in and said, "I'm really still struggling in in a restaurant. Is there anything you can do?" Or I'm using this at university or school or whatever, you know. Perhaps you can can help me here. Um, mm. You know, what else is there to try? Well, use Chatterball for for background noise. But I'm really fascinated at all those people, particularly in countries where. Um, there isn't the Medicare or uh, national health system to uh, support people in any way at all. So I'm now thinking of perhaps America where, you know, sticker shock's a big thing. People, you know, don't want that, but you know, the India, China, sub-Saharan Africa, South America, you know, these, these countries where people really need help. I mean, there's 466 million mm. people in the world with disabling hearing loss, which is moderate or worse. Uh, and we're selling 15 million hearing aids a year. So there's clearly a, a, a you know, a, you know, a lot of people would want the tech and would benefit from the tech, but can't access it for various various reasons. You know, how do we get this product in the hands of and ears of of those people? I like that. How do we get it in the hands and ears of these people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, Mark. <laughs> Um, well, I heard this quote from somebody the other day on Dave Kemp's podcast. It's he said that the ear is the most valuable real estate on the body, and we don't know it yet. The general public don't know it yet, and audiologists don't know it yet because of all the we take temperature through the ear. We can monitor um, monitor falls through the ear because you're using bilateral gyroscopic things and stuff like that and it's really i love the ear <laughs> we, we we can do so much with it and i and i think we're really we're not utilizing the full potential of what we can be doing at the moment yeah after talking with uh, the founder of Ordira and the founder of sound scouts and um, somebody who I'm going to be interviewing next week, um, Kate Dishiquil, who is the founder of Earshot, a photography-free book about deafness and hard of hearing individuals. Um, I think there is a really underserved market of people under 60. I think traditionally the audiology industry has really been targeting the 60 and over, the 60, 70, 80 plus because that's where a major part of our demographic lie. Sure. And I think we're definitely leaving a lot of people in the dark, a lot of people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, because we're, number one, not marketing to them. We're not giving them solutions that look nice for them. And people like that don't want to come into a traditional audiology clinic. And what I've learned from 
the people I've been talking to recently is that a lot of people in their 30s and 40s are in, are still in denial that they have a hearing loss. And that's probably leads to the statistic that it takes seven to 10 years for somebody with a hearing loss to go seek help. How do you see Chattable playing into that? And how do you see um, introducing something which introduces them to hearing amplification and background noise reduction can help um, reduce the number of years which it takes for people to go and seek help from audiologist or from a hearing healthcare specialist. There's kind of two things that go through my mind on this. One is obviously we're an app and, you know, we, we can work with the headphones you've already got. So it's dead easy to, to try it, use it, see if it helps. So um, how do you know that you're not attending to speech in the way um, that the guy next to you is or the girl in front of you is, or you're sitting at the back of the university hall and, you're not hearing anything, but it seems like everybody else is. How do we, Chatable, raise awareness that there is a solution that is dead easy to try, that is, you know, discreet to try as well? You know, you're just wearing your hearing aids and uh, or your headphones, rather, and you just press an app and suddenly you can hear a bit better in the pub or whatever. You know, walking around London and working in open plan offices, I do. People have got headphones in all day. Um, and if you're sitting in an office, in an open plan office, you know, how's anyone going to know that, that you've got an app on that you're using to help you hear better in a noisy place? People wouldn't know. So it's very subtle and discreet from that point of view. So it's two things. One is we have this sort of um, entry level, if you think of it that way, this kind of easy to access, very low barrier or low friction, as we like to call it, in, in the kind of software development side. A really easy to pick up and try solution that you could just use. And, you know, our app is situational, really. It's it's not an all-day thing. So um, you might use it for those certain situations, but that might start thinking, you know, ah, yeah, maybe I will benefit from a different, you know, maybe I'm going to get hearing aid, whatever. Um, so that's that's one side. And the other side is how do we make people aware of that? And things like Sound Scouts is going to do that, you know, other um, easy-to-use, do-it-yourself, um, which is a trend now, you know, self um, self-diagnosis kind of stuff you know we're not into the diagnosis side but there's plenty of people who are um, but maybe we have a role to play which is probably more in advertising and so on to uh, raise awareness of, of this issue you know if you can't hear in that noisy noisy place and you think everybody else can then maybe you want to go and try and find a solution that, that could help you out so that, that I think it's, it's twofold is recognizing you've got that issue and then we're an easy in to, to um, a solution for that problem. Yeah, because going into audiology clinic or going even into like a GP clinic, especially um, can be quite daunting mm -hmm. because you, going, all you yeah, see going, is, going in, going into all a you dentist, see is old, you know? <laughs> old people or people, there's this perception that if you go into a clinic, that you're either old um, or there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And if you yourself haven't come to the realization that there may be something um, that there can be a solution which can help you, you do have a hearing loss, you are struggling in noise, if you haven't even come to that conclusion yourself, it's definitely really hard for you to go and seek help. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So how do, how do we make that easier? And, and, you know, I hope that we can work with some audiologists who may recognize this person we're talking about in, in their databases and we can reach out to them together and say, hey, you know, 
try this out. If it helps you, then they know that they've got, you know, they're on the journey. They need to now go and think about, okay, so this, this app is helping me today for these situations, but you know, maybe I need or would prefer something that's sort of all day long. Um, and I think another dynamic here is um, this perception that, you know, um, you know, uh, hearing aids are invisible to me. I can't really tell when somebody's wearing a hearing aid. So it's not the old school beige banana, or oh, I'm going to look kind of weird. So it, it's invisible. So I, I don't think there's a, you know, that, that isn't real to me, that thing, you know. So if the hearing aid's going to help the person for the situation that, that they need the help in, then, then why wouldn't they go into the clinic? So you know, maybe the app is going to help shorten that, that seven to 10 years you're talking about by bringing a solution to them. They think they've got a problem. They've got this app that's going to help them out. And, and then they're onto that, that whole thought process of, okay, what am I going to do next? What else can I try? That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's an exciting time. Apple has just released in iOS 14 um, the ability mm. to use their Apple AirPods Pro with pass-through with amplification. And I really think that we're going to see what the, we're going to see them do to the hearable and hearing it market, what they did to the Bluetooth headset market and the phone market and the PC market before that. And I'm excited to see what other options come out and what other low latency options come out mm-hmm. so that people can use a low cost option to access hearing healthcare, either through a hearable or through your app. And I think now that Apple has stepped into the game, we're gonna to see tons of money poured into it. We're gonna see investment and innovation at a rate that we've not seen in the hearing healthcare industry before. And I think that's going to be really amazing for the current clients that we have in increasing mm-hmm. the amount of technology at, that they have access to at a lower price, but also to introduce all those people who were too scared or too, too frightened or in denial that they don't need a hearing aid or just purely couldn't afford a hearing aid at two, three, four, five thousand dollars, um, totally. and really help to reduce that that barrier and reduce the friction. Um, yeah, there's a number of things Apple are doing actually, which I think are going to really help everybody. So, uh, one of the other features that's been on for a while on the on on the Apple Watch now is the is the noise. Uh, you know, you can measure noise, the noise app, um, and that I think is going to really. Uh, I, I I suspect people are going to pay a lot of attention to this now. You know, how noisy is the place that I'm sitting in? Um, and if I'm struggling to hear in this kind of noise exposure, uh, maybe that, you know, this app will help them in that situation. But also just thinking about hearing loss and hearing damage. And if you can quantify, and this comes back to the wearable tech days, you know, if you can quantify something, then, you, you know, a behavior, you can, you, you can create behavior change around it. So if you can quantify that, I've gone to that pub, it's 85 dB in there, and I can't hear the guy next to me, then you're probably going to go to a different pub the next time, or at least try and maneuver the conversation away and Mm. find a pub that's maybe 70 dB, you know? So um, it's going to create behavior change in lots of different ways. The noise app is one, and then all the stuff that Apple are doing now with with the, 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 the health app, which... You know, every time I open it, and maybe it's just tuned to me, but, you know, it talks about hearing health and noise levels and <laughs> the noise level in my headphones. You know, it's not subtle, is it? I mean, it's really obviously there. 
Um, and now the AirPods and they're doing whatever they're doing on amplification, I don't know. Um, I think, again, our, our app there is doing something that it's still not doing, which is you know removing the background noise and giving the clarity of voice in a particular way, which we know is helping the brain hear, hear and listen to conversation. So, um, yeah, it's it's all really exciting. And when Apple do something, you know it's, uh, it's going to be done well. Um, what separates Chatable from other apps that are on the market at the moment? Other sound amplifiers, what Google's doing um, with sound amplifier and yeah, other apps in the market? So Chatable is doing something very different to the hearing aid apps and, and all this other stuff. In fact, we recently changed our name to, to make that point a bit clearer. Um, we're based on auditory neuroscience and we use AI to implement that. Um, we remove background noise, we provide clear and now voice, and we do so in such a way that it's easy for the brain to, to listen to conversation. So that's what we're doing. Sound amplifying apps are amplifying volume in various different ways, various different techniques. Um, so we're very, very different. So we've got background noise, clarity of voice, auditory neuroscience, and other stuff is doing various different types of, of amplification. Um, so I guess the background noise is still there and that's getting amplified along with everything else. So, uh, yeah, very, very different school of science and very different outcomes. Okay. So if somebody, if an audiologist or just somebody in the public wants to gain access to chattel apps, um, how do they do that? And what's the best devices to do it? And yeah. whether that's um, wired and what's the best solution for wireless? Great question. So um, Chatable's on the App Store. It's on the Play Store. Um, best solution right now is if you use it um, with an AirPod or wired. Um, so uh, iPhone and iPads all work fantastically. That's kind of our um, best starting position. We actually started out on the Google Pixel. So the Google Pixel works really well. And that's similar to Apple. Everything's made by the same company. So um, we've got a very stable platform to build on. And with time uh, and, uh, and you know, more, more resource, we'll be able to expand our Android compatibility uh, and, you know, how we work on, on Android. So um, best use case right now is um, any iPhone. Um, paired with uh, MFI hearing aids or um, AirPods or wired connection. And then um, on Android, it's the Google Pixel or whatever you happen to own. Um, go on our website, you'll see the compatibility and then use wired headphones on, on Android for the best latency. And then, uh, you know, just experiment. Um, so yeah, we, we, yeah, that's kind of where we are now. Download it from the App Store, Play Store. Um, if an audiologist wants to talk to me or uh, e uh, ENT or speech and language therapist, then please just get in touch. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here and waiting to speak to you. Um, Giles at chattableapps.com or, you know, find me online. Um, and if any audiologist wants to get in touch about the affiliate um, partner program, then that's, that's more or less ready to go now. So um, if you want to look at how to introduce that to what you're doing already, I'd love to have that conversation. Awesome. Any last thoughts, Charles, for the um, audience? Yes. Thank you for listening this far, if you are. 
um, I hope that um, Chatable is interesting to you. Uh, again, we're, we're helping people to hear, hear conversation. Um, very simple app. It's two sliders, volume up, noise down. Uh, and if you're an audiologist or, or you know anyone who's got a media outlet or a database or whatever and want to earn some money by promoting uh, Chatable, that's totally something that we're, we'd like to do with you. So um, please get in touch. And uh, let's see if we can help some more of the 466 million who currently are struggling to hear conversation. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Charles. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. Um, I love the solution that you guys are producing. I think um, I'm excited for what's to come, how you guys will continue to innovate and iterate on the solution and how more and more people who are hard of hearing or have difficulties in background noise are able to use your solution and other apps and other um, services to be able to really regain their quality of life and truly um, get back in connection with their family, get back in connection with their friends and get back in touch with everyone. So thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Um, really enjoyed it. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it an awful lot. Thank you very much.